Welcome back to day six of Think Like Jesus, 40 Days to Creating a Miracle Mindset. Today, we're going to talk about how God is still working. My father has been working until now, and I have been working. John 5, 17. God may have rested from creation, but he's never stopped wanting to work for mankind. God worked with Moses, Abraham, Gideon, Elijah, and many others throughout the Bible. In John 5, 17, Jesus says he and the Father were working. Jesus made this statement in the context of the gifts of the Spirit in operation at the pool of Bathsheba. It should give us tremendous comfort to know that God is always working for the benefit of his people. However, this reveals to us that if we want results like Jesus, we must work with God like Jesus did. Friend, the more we put ourselves in a position to fulfill the Great Commission, the more we will see the gifts of the Spirit in operation, the more you begin to be led by the Spirit and step out, and the more you will see God step out, not only with you, but through you. In order to step out, you must become aware of your Father's working in you. Philippians 2.13 says God works in you to will and do His good pleasure. Colossians 1.29 says, I strive according to His working that works mightily in me. We must become more aware of His working than the working of any sickness, lack, shortage, or death. We must be more aware of his ability within us than what we see outside of us. God is ready to work, but he needs you to work with him. The confession for today is the father is always ready to work through me when I am ready to work with him. Are you ready to work with him? Are you really Are you really putting forth the effort? Think about that today. How much effort are you putting forth to work with the Father? And be excited about it because, you know, things will change. Things will get better. The reading scripture for today is Acts 14, 1 through 18. And I will play that for you right now. Chapter 14. When they got to Iconium, they went, as they always did, to the meeting place of the Jews and gave their message. The message convinced both Jews and non-Jews, and not just a few either. But the unbelieving Jews worked up a whispering campaign against Paul and Barnabas, sowing mistrust and suspicion in the minds of the people in the street. The two apostles were there a long time, speaking freely, openly, and confidently as they presented the clear evidence of God's gifts, God corroborating their work with miracles and wonders. But then there was a split in public opinion, some siding with the Jews, some with the apostles. One day, learning that both the Jews and non-Jews had been organized by their leaders to beat them up, they escaped as best they could to the next towns, Laconia, Lystra, Derby, and that neighborhood. But then were right back at it again, getting out the message. Gods or men? There was a man in Lystra who couldn't walk. He sat there, crippled since the day of his birth. He heard Paul talking, and Paul, looking him in the eye, saw that he was ripe for God's work, ready to believe. So he said, loud enough for everyone to hear, Up on your feet! 
The man was up in a flash, jumped up and walked around as if he'd been walking all his life. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they went wild, calling out in their Lyconian dialect. The gods have come down. These men are gods. They called Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes, since Paul did most of the speaking. The priest of the local Zeus shrine got up a parade, bulls and banners and people lined right up to the gates, ready for the ritual of sacrifice. When Barnabas and Paul finally realized what was going on, they stopped them. Waving their arms, they interrupted the parade, calling out, What do you think you're doing? We're not gods. We are men just like you, and we're here to bring you the message, to persuade you to abandon these silly god superstitions and embrace God himself, the living God. We don't make God. He makes us, and all of this, sky, earth, sea, and everything in them. In the generations before us, God let all the different nations go their own way. But even then, he didn't leave them without a clue, for he made a good creation, poured down rain, and gave bumper crops. When your bellies were full and your hearts happy, there was evidence of good beyond your doing. Talking fast and hard like this, they prevented them from carrying out the sacrifice that would have honored them as gods, but just barely. In order for God to work with you, you have to submit yourself to him. And I would suggest that you submit to him every single day. This morning I got up and before I went to bed last night and then this morning when I got up, I anointed myself. I anointed my head, my hands, you know, my my neck, my feet, you know, saying, you know, I want my thoughts to be his thoughts. I want my yoke to be easy. I want my hands to do his work. I want to walk in the path that he has for me. You know, and I simply use olive oil and I mixed it with some frankincense and myrrh oils. You can get those just about anywhere. And I mixed them together and I have them in this um, jar handy so that I can do this all the time. I, I anointed my husband because he hadn't been feeling well the other night. And um, I just think it's so important to acknowledge who our God is and how he works through us. You know, like it said, um, that God is always working for the benefit of his people. He is. But the amount of work that he's going to do in our lives depends on how much work we're going to work with him and believe in him and follow through with our actions. Because faith without actions is dead and he requires our faith. So um, I hope that today you will just move forward knowing that you got to do your part and you can do it. You can you can um, speak your your life into existence by being positive, by not allowing the enemy to attack your thoughts. You renew your mind in Christ and speak life, speak life, not death. I look at it as positive and negative. So whatever you want in your life, that's what you, your actions need to reflect, even if you don't feel like it, even if you're um, discouraged in it. But that's where your words come in and you encourage yourself. You um, renew your mind by thinking differently, changing what you're thinking and invest in your Bible, invest in his word, invest in him. He gave you life. So use your life for him. When 
Jesus died, a lot of things changed. He died for our sins. He died so that we not only would have life, but we would have it abundantly. And therefore, we must realize that his power then, when he died on that cross and he rose, that his power now lives in us. It is there. We are a spirit. And our spirit is vital, you know, so know that we have that power in us. It's not us. It's his power that is in us and it works through us. And that's how by being submissive to God and knowing that, you know, letting him know, hey, I I am, uh, you are everything to me and I want to live the way that you have planned for me. And I want to do the things that you want me to do. And so um, you just talk to God. He's your best friend. You know, he's your father. You know, you just got to think that way and speak that way. It's like the the man who couldn't walk that they spoke about in the scripture today. You know, he couldn't walk. He hadn't walked. And whenever Jesus uh, healed someone, he always told him to do something. He didn't tell him, well, just sit there and, you know, maybe tomorrow or the next day. No, he told him to do something. He said, get up and walk. So he got up and he walked. He did. So I have to listen for God's instruction, you know, and talking to him and in our prayer time and just take everything that we have to him. Talk whenever you're driving your car to work, you're commuting to school, um, you're sitting and having some quiet time, uh, waiting between classes. I mean, you can pray in your mind. Nobody has to hear you. So just take everything to him and ask him to speak to you. Ask him to help you. I want to stop here because um, I wanted to ask you all in your time of with God and just your little moments, if you would take a moment just to pray for my cousin, Misty Murphy, and her family. Uh, she lost her husband last Thursday unexpectedly, and it's always difficult to lose someone. Yet the loss of your spouse or your child, it's extremely life-changing. Even if you're listening to this podcast on another date, I want you to still pray for them. I want you to know that your prayers are still so important as they navigate through this time and into their future. I want to thank you for doing that. And to my cousin and her family, you are ever so strongly upon our hearts. And we will continue to pray. And we are sending our love to all of you. To everyone else, treasure each day. So many disagreements are petty in life, so don't let anything stand in your way of allowing you to celebrate the time that you do have together. Because no one, and I mean no one, is promised tomorrow. So celebrate this day of life. Know that you're loved, you're cared for. Even if in your immediate surrounding people, you don't always feel it, know that you are because there are people who care. There are people who uh, would reach out to you. You just have to find them. And I just want to thank you for being here today and listening and learning and sharing 
and we will see you tomorrow on day seven of our 40 days of Lent.